the investors recognize just what we have got. We, we've got the assets. We, we've now fully funded. We've got a great team. And um, the, the projects are all located in the right regions. They're surrounded by world-class um, uh, hard rock lithium mines. Hello, and welcome to the Market Bull Podcast. Please note, topics and stocks discussed in this podcast are not financial or investment advice. Graham Sloan is the Managing Director of Cali Metals, which is listed on the ASX under code KM1. Now, Graham discussed the recent IPO and journey to the ASX, whilst also explaining his history in the mining sector. He focused on the projects at Cali Metals, in particular the Pilbara Hills and the Higginsville projects. Graham also talked about the impressive team he has and the share register involved in Cali Metals. He also left investors with the key takeaway points for the rest of this year. Here is Graham's line. So hello, I'm Ben Kostrich and this is the Market Bull Podcast. Joining me in the studio, the first interview in this studio for 2024 is Graham Sloan, the Managing Director of Cali Metals, which recently IPO'd initial public offering uh, on January the 8th uh, under code KM1 and had an emphatic rise on debut and it's quite exciting to have him in the room. So welcome, Graham. Oh, thank you, Ben. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I can imagine it was an absolute roller coaster of emotions last week with the the share register that you guys have uh, on board and just the the hype train really that that unfolded over the past week or so. And before we dive into all that, because there'll be a lot of people interested in the story and how, where was your history and and how has it led you to the path of you taking on this new role and probably being the most popular man in Perth at the moment? <laughs> I'm not sure about being the most popular man, Ben, but certainly. Um... It's been an interesting journey for the last week and, and obviously the, the IPO went extra well. So my background, if you like, is, is mining engineering. I came up through the normal ranks, uh, like a lot of mining engineers in when they sort of came on board was they went through the, the, um, the, the surveying route and then into mining engineering. So that was the first part. Um, as I said, I've been very fortunate. I've worked with a number of companies, uh, around the world and North America, South America, um, parts of Indonesia and, and most states of Australia. So when you're as old as I am, you get that opportunity to work as, in those sort of places, I suppose. But um, the last 20 years, mainly around um, being either chairman, MD or COO. So that's my background. Um, as for Kelly, um, Kelly's, uh, as I said, it's a, it's a great story. Mm. Um, uh, really come on board and... and uh, and certainly looking forward to where we take it for the next uh, few months. Yeah, well, the the IPO process, it almost, you ring the bell and then you're live and you're listed, but there's a lot of, I guess, lead up uh, and it's the story itself as to why it's it's captivated so many. So from your point of view, you would have been approached uh, or this whole project and the whole opportunity came around. I mean, what was so compelling for you to to take on this this new role uh, and, and I guess go through this whole process of of the IPO? Yeah, it's, um look, Prior to, to joining Cali, I was the managing director of uh, Australia for Karora Resources. It's a gold company. It's a TSX-listed mm. gold company. And they're now currently the major shareholder or one of the ma- two major shareholders of, of Cali Metals, the other being Kalamazoo. So um, when I was at MD, I, I did quite a bit of work in and around that area that we now have in Cali. And it became pretty evident early on that this had lots of potential for lithium. 
So that was a sort of the catalyst, if you like, to, to, uh, once we left, um, Karora, then this became, you know, why not, why not mm. have a look at, uh, what we can do and how best to do it with, um, the Kalamazoo and Karora uh, boards and shareholders. Yeah. Glad you mentioned the lithium. We should have highlighted that at the beginning because it, it was predominantly off the back of, of lithium prospects and, and packages and, and tenements. But I mean, going through, I mean, more from a macro point of view, lithium has had a bit of a, 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 tr a tough run over the past 12 to 18 months. And, you know, you look at how, how you guys listed straight away an emphatic rise. I mean, what was, why would you, why do you think that that had such a, a, a gravity towards investors so quickly, given that there's so many other lithium players that have really been struggling or, or mm. the, the commodity, not the commodity, but the, the product itself has been quite, I guess, underwater. Yeah. It's look, there's a number of reasons. And I think one of the main reasons is that, uh, you know, we're not overly impacted by uh, the lithium price. Obviously it has a, there's a link, mm. a strong link with us, but we're an exploration company. We're not a producer. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I think the investors recognize just what we have got. We, we've got the assets. We, we've now fully funded. We've got a great team um, to support, um, to, to spend those dollars wisely and, and return those, um, you know, get the best return for shareholders. And um, the, the projects are all located in the right regions. They're mm -hmm. surrounded by world-class um, uh, hard rock lithium mines. So great projects, good team, have the funds, it's a great start for Gally. Yeah, it, it is. It, when I was looking at it, there was plenty of coverage in the news. Uh, and I mean, we might start with, I guess, the participants in the, the share register because that captivated a lot of people. But there were some big names and big players that were getting interested in this. And that sort of helped, I guess, propel a bit of the the interest from, you know, everyone around the world. But I mean, when you're getting all these these groups that are so interested in, in getting involved, I mean, sort of maintaining the, the emotion side of it. I mean, what was it like having those sorts of discussions with some people that were really going all in on, on yourself and Cali. Yeah, it's, it's, um, look, we, we didn't really have discussions, um, with a lot of the groups that, that um, but what it, this whole industry would be so boring without mm. these people. They have done a tremendous job. You know, the, the, the Minres, the Chris Allison's, the Gina Hancock's, all of these, um, they've done a tremendous job and, and to be able to come in and do what they have done. So to have some of those people on our register is, is really quite a blessing. It's yes. great. Yeah. It's great for shareholders. It's great for the industry. And, and to have them there now, um, post the IPO is, is good for us. We'll work with them. We see them as being, um, a positive resource for us and, and, and we'll leverage off what we can offer. Mm. And I think we'll drill down now in particular on, on the projects because fundamentally that's the attraction that so many people have had and, and you alluded to the the location is, mm. is quite pivotal but if we start with the, the pilbara hill project i mean can you give a bit of insight into the package what it's about and, and i guess more so yeah was there any historical drilling or the neurology there's a lot to unpack yeah. but if you want to start from the top we can make our way down <laughs> well it's a it's a massive land package that's the first thing ben um it's almost 4,000 square kilometers. Now that's, that's a big area, two or three times the size of Singapore, that sort of, so it gives you an idea of yeah. the, of what we have and what we control. So those that's broken down into three main areas, one uh, up in the North, in the Pilbara area, and one down South in and around Higginsville, and another one over East on what we call the Lachlan Fold Belt in New South Wales and Victoria. 
that's a new one. That's mm. relatively um, a new, if you like, emerging lithium province. The other two are more well-known, yep. certainly in the Pilbara. Um, uh, we have three projects up there, Doms Hill, um, Marble Bar and Pear Creek. The first two projects, Doms Hill, Marble Bar, they're subject to uh, a joint venture with SQM, who yes. you know is yes. a leading you know, sort of producer of lithium in the world. So um, they have this joint venture. They have the right to spend some $12 million over four years to earn 70% of those two projects. They're about, they've spent around 2.5 million thereabouts. Um, they've earned 30%. They've probably got about another two and a half years to go on mm. to that GFA. So that, that area up there is predominantly funded by, by SQM. There is a third project up there called Pear Creek. Um, again, we'll, we will fund that ourselves. Um, and we'll look at other opportunities up in and around that particular area. So that's going particularly well up there. And, and that, that whole Pilbara area is, is what I've referred to as sort of the land of the giants, the lithium mm -hmm. giants. It's the big, um, deposits up there. We're seeing deposits north of 300 million tons, that sort of number and plus 1% uh, grade. So big numbers in the hard rock lithium space. And, and we're up there right in amongst them. We're only 50 Ks away from, uh, Pilbara Minerals, uh, Pilgrim Gora operation close to the Wajina mine, which is again, uh, a, another, a, a big deposit, the new Tabba Tabba deposit that there's with, you know, you've all heard on in the media. And, uh, so we're surrounded by these, these projects up there. So that's Pilbara, um, down South around Higginsville. Again, we are smack in the middle of these multiple sort of uh, mining projects and, and advanced exploration shows on exploration. So, um, we, we have a big land position down there. Um, we have Mount Marion to the north. We have, uh, um, Bald Hill to the east, to the north of that is the Manor deposit down south is the Bulldania and Norseman, which is, um, Lion Town and mineral, mineral resources. And then to the east, we have essential metals. So we're pretty much surrounded, by, yeah. <laughs> absolutely surrounded by these, these areas. And, and again, we've, we've done work on that. You would have seen, or maybe you haven't mm. seen Ben, but we've, we released a, uh, an ASX, um, announcement there, I think on the 10th where we had, um, rock chip samples up to 3.69% lithium. So yeah. really high grade. Lots of um, outcropping pegmatites there, and the right, you know, the right LCP mm. pegmatites. So that area there, enormously hot, surrounded by all sorts of mines and and um, and third parties, and and then you have the emerging one over east. So a big package, yeah, plenty of work to do, but we're looking forward to getting into it. I can imagine, yeah, just rattling off some of those names and and operating mines. Yeah, you're in a, a pretty fortunate position in a way, surrounded by well, a there's going to be good facilities and. Uh, and constant sort of support in that area, yeah. given the the lithium uh, direction and, and what we need it for. But but more so over the next twelve months, of course. I mean, these projects and these areas have got to have almost like a, a game plan and a, and a timeline. And that's almost one of the things that you communicate in the IPO process is what you can use the funds for. And now that you are fully funded, I mean, what are the sort of priorities and, and objectives to really start nailing um, over these next twelve months for for Cali Metals? Yeah. Uh, and, and we've, as we said in the prospectus, our main focus will be in and around Higginsville. Um, that's not to say that we don't think the others have, 
But Pilbara, as I said, is subject to the SQMJV, so it's funded up there. So those funds, we don't have to put any funds into those projects. What we will put is the most of our funds into in and around Higginsville. That's got multiple targets we can sort of um, prioritise and look at. So Mm. that's that's underway now. And and then we'll put a little bit of funds over on our east coast because it's 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 a growing area. Still new, still greenfields, but pretty exciting what we've got over. So Higginsville will be our main focus. Yeah. All right. It's going to be a very sort of big year, you could say, and you're going to be constantly sort of bombarded with questions and whatnot. But I mean, from a, from a point of view of, again, the, the exploration side of things of being a small company, uh, you're in an area where you've got a lot of big players around you. I mean, what's the vibe like? Um, potentially like, you know, with the, the companies that are the big dogs all around you, is there much sort of, I guess, chatter and working together or are you guys just, cause you said you've got massive pockets of land. You can't see anyone for miles. You really have no idea what's happening in, um, the different yeah. sites from day to day or, or what's the vibe like? Oh, it's, it's a great time to be in this game. I mean, I know lithium prices are down and I know the sort of the sentiment and the market sentiment is down, but really we're funded. We've got the, the assets, as I said, and we're going ahead. Now the, the, the other guys, we can't, we can't control it. So we mm. can't worry about it. But again, I think we all find a way to work together. And I think the fact that you already know that uh, Mineral Resources put out a, a statement where they sort of uh, a substantial shareholder notice said yeah. now own ten percent of the company, which is great. So and and I'm I'm I really welcome them on on coming on our register. So I think they'll be happy as long as we go out and deliver what we say we're going to do, and that's what I want to do with all shareholders. Mm. So it's important for us to make sure that we are very transparent, we are open with the market, we report where we are, what we've done, and more importantly, where we're going. And that's what we intend to do. And I mean, taking a step back for, for a lot of these packages, was there any historical evidence or any sort of previous results that sort of highlighted that there might be, you know, potentially other uh, materials there, like everyone was, you know, over, overlooked it a few years ago or whatever, because it might've been, you know, not, not much gold and therefore everyone sort of ignored it. Was there any sort of historical evidence about what was potentially on these areas and, and therefore sort of gave you a bit more of a, an interest to go, well, let's specialize and try and focus on, as you said, the lithium yeah. side of it. it look, most of the area in and around Higginsville, um, was, uh, drilled for nickel and gold. Mm. No, there was either very little or zero drilling for, for lithium. Um, so, but what we have got from, from those days is a very large database in that database is there's something in the order of 750 odd, um, occurrences of, of intersections in these drill holes of, of pegmatite greater than 10 meters. So uh, remember these holes were drilled for nickel mm. and gold, not for lithium. That's so we have 750, exact. Yeah. So it gave us a big start, right? And, and unraveling that is a big part of what we're doing now and have been doing for some months, trying mm. to get our head around just what we have got or haven't got. So as far as whether there was some historical work, very little, yeah. although we have a database that control, contains a lot of these, this information that'll help us. And again, when you mine some of these gold deposits, and as I said, I was, I was, um, you know, sort of, uh, MD of, of Corora at the time. So I've seen some of these, these, there were pegmatites in some of these gold pits that we've seen. Now we didn't know a lot about 
pegmatites in those days, mm. other than they were a nuisance to us because they were hard rock. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. And yes. Heard some great stories exactly. about that. Yeah. So, so we seen them, we knew they were there, and that's the ones we're going back and we'll have a look at those at the appropriate time. Yeah. And I mean, throughout your time, as you said, you've been involved in a vast array of mining projects and I guess exploration work. Have you seen any sort of differences or similarities between uh, these array of resources that we're searching for? And, you know, we talk about lithium uh, almost now that everyone's looking for it. There's an abundance, but we're still trying to figure out the next components. But have you sort of learned and, and figured new sort of, I guess, elements and, and ways of doing the, I guess, the researching and, and the sampling and all of that? Are there many similarities between covering all these different elements and, and therefore like, you know, what's the, the like, the vibe like for lithium? Yeah. Look, I think given the fact that, um, uh, there are a lot of similarities Ash, to answer your mm. question across the, the gold and the lithium space and the nickel space, yeah. if you like, um, the, the, the way to go around the exploration differs, differs slightly, yeah. but still there, 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 the pegmatites, if you like, the lithium seems to be a more systematic approach and not to say that gold isn't. But there's a, a slower approach to lead into drilling, um, and uh, and I think that's the key. If you get that, I've seen areas where we have um, gone in and probably put some holes in early on, hoping to hit the you know the these um, the, these these mm. dikes, if you like, um, and haven't quite worked out, and some have. But um, I think if you take the process, the slower process where you do the the, the you know the mapping, the sampling the soils, and then based on that anomalies, those you, you target in and then you start the, the drilling. So, and that's the process we're using up in the, in the Pilbara and we're using that process down in Higginsville. And I'm pretty damn confident we're going to, uh, yeah, th that's the right process mm. to follow. Yeah. No, it, it's been the, the fascination with, yeah, focus on, on lithium and, and all these, these commodities and components have cycles and then, you know, there's the, the booms and the busts. And, and I think, you know, no matter what's been happening with the lithium price, the, the demand supply just dictates mm. that, you know, it, there's going to be a turn. It's just a matter of when. Um, but if you're taking a, a step back, if we go back to the macro side of it, you, you said, you know, being in a great jurisdiction such as Australia, I mean, given your experience, I mean, how much is that, do you think in the long term going to be beneficial fact that you've got these projects in provinces that are, you know, first tier, world tier sort of mm. uh, areas and also, you know, jurisdictionally? Oh, absolutely. I think Australia is still... It's one of the best countries to, to develop mines in and, and we're a resource nation. We depend so much on the resources being able to deliver and, and the tax dollars that come out of those. And, and, and I think, you know, Australia is, is, is one, if not their leading place to, to invest in, in now and lithium's no different. Lithium, I think people recognize that there's, there's plenty of lithium around, mm. um, and a lot in countries that are are quite difficult to, to deal in, yep. but the security, the, the, the confidence that you can end up with the resource after spending all this money on it and then to find it's been ripped out from underneath you is, um, it, it, it that is difficult. And, mm -hmm. and I think Australia that offers far more sort of security and, and, and comfort in those areas. So to, without a doubt, if I had a country to, to, uh, to invest in, it would be Australia. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've, we've seen a few companies over the last, you know, 12 months have real problems with, with sovereign risk uh, and especially with the, the current climate. It, there's really this this thirst from investors to have something secure and, you know, you don't have to worry about some of those volatilities of, of a government suddenly pulling the pin on something, which you'd like to say, who knows what the future holds, but yeah. you say Australia's pretty good at not yeah. doing that. Um, it's had its few troubles with, with mining and, and all of that. But 
you said at the beginning you have a, a quite a strong team surrounding you uh and more so i guess from the the management and the board but also probably trickling down to, to the geos and, and yep. the team on ground i mean without probably going through everyone involved yeah. but i mean but who are the sort of standout groups and, and their experience that are supporting you in, in this mission well, first, like all MDs, one of the things you really have to have is a great board. And we have a great board, very experienced, um, led by R Luke Reiner as the chairman, um, uh, hugely supportive and, and not afraid of hard work. So mm. that's a, a great start to have. Then you have your executive team and, and we have, um, a, a very, very strong team. Um, we just recruited, um, Stuart Peterson who's come in from Global Lithium. He brings a ton of uh, lithium experience. Um, he's got a, a good team around him. And our, uh, as I said, our corporate executive team is, is, is there. So look, um, it, without, as I said, right at the start, you have the assets and I've seen some companies have some great assets. You don't have the right people to actually extract the value from those assets. Mm -hmm. Then you do run into problems. I think we're very fortunate to have the assets and the team. Yeah. And I, again, I've seen some of the, the ASX PowerPoints or the presentations and it's got the, the array of other information. And, mm. and of course there's the website, but the listeners that are now, and I know there's going to be a fair few that are following this and it's in their watch list and they're really monitoring the, the everyday sort of yeah. <laughs> volumes <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, I mean, how can people really, I guess, stay in contact and, and stay up to date with the activities that, that Cali Metals is, is doing? Well, look, obviously the website, um, uh, come on there, our, our tickers KM1. Um, you can follow us there, or as I said, the website, and obviously we, we have a, a, um, we're very open to, to receiving shareholder calls or investor calls. We'll take those. If I can't get to them straight away, I will get back to you or one of my team will get back to you to make sure. So it's important that you have the ability, you invest in our company, you become an owner of our company. Mm. So therefore you have rights to have, to be told exactly where we're set and what we're doing. So. Yeah. Um, that's really, um, uh, true for us to make sure that we, we deliver that message out to the shareholders. That transparent sort of Absolutely. communication. And we've seen that really more so over the past handful of years that there's really this, this effort to, to make sure that you're transparent with shareholders. Um, there's really this, this thirst, especially from Australia, but just global, there's much more exchange between MD and board with, with regular shareholders, no matter really what size, um, which is fantastic, but I guess encapsulating the, the key points, I always like to, you know, say the three key points because everyone loves numbers of three. Yeah. If there's three key takeaways that someone listening to this goes, this is what I can expect over the next six to 12 months from, from the company. I mean, what would you say those top three points would be? Look, I, I think you're going to end up with, um, you'll see that we put uh, a lot of money into the ground. There's not going to be a lot of money going outside of that. Right? That's the first thing. So we'll spend money wisely and to deliver the results. So, and that comes about by those three assets I spoke about, mm -hmm. they are world-class assets and, and, and I think we can deliver the results based, based on that. And then I think the, the first, the third thing is that we will be, as we said, transparent. Mm -hmm. We will make sure that, that, that shareholders are notified of what's happening and, and more importantly, that the future, where we're going where are we going to take this company in the future? And if you've got those, um, and as I said, the team behind us, mm. I'm, I'm pretty confident where we're heading. No, it is like the, the start to this new year, it's probably well, would have been one of the most successful ones so far to, to list and, and the success it's having. And 
yeah, I wish you all the best with, with this next 12 months. There's going to be a lot of activity. And, and as we said, hopefully the lithium uh, love comes back in from the position that, yeah. that it's been in. Uh, but we know that the supply demand is there. But yeah, thank you so much, Graham, for, for speaking on the show with me today. Absolute pleasure, Ben. Thanks for listening to the Marketable Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to like and subscribe. You can follow The Market Bull on our socials at Twitter and LinkedIn by searching The Market Bull. You can also subscribe to our newsletter on the website by visiting www.themarketbull.com.au.